these last few weeks I've been working through the parables, or we've been working through them as a church, and one thing I've realized is that the more time I spend in them, the more time I spend studying them, the more I realize how, how resistant they are to some easy classification, this kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God does not lend itself to easy description, or easy definition. I think partly because, or mainly because, it's so large. There's so much to it. It affects so many parts of life. Each of us personally, at a personal and, and heart level, but also globally, communities and societies. The kingdom of God is broad and good, and there's so many facets and is so deep. I'm thankful for Jesus that he provides these parables to us. They, they give us this point, this slice of what the kingdom of God is like. This morning again, Jesus says, what shall we compare the kingdom of God to? And he says, the, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And that the kingdom of God, it starts small. It begins small. God, and as great as he is, the magnitude of God, as great as he is, creator of heaven and earth and everything in it, speaking light into existence, sea and water, air and and land, all of these things he spoke into existence. As great as God is, his kingdom still begins small, like a mustard seed. But you know, this isn't surprising about God, because as we read through Scripture, we see that time and time again, God is forever starting small. I mean, I think about Abraham. He's an elderly man, he and Sarah, elderly couple, One day, God speaks to them and says, you'll have a child. And Sarah laughs. And they say, one child. And God says, this child, through this child, your your offspring will be as great as the stars in the heavens. Beginning small with this one couple. But the, the gospel is small too. It begins small in that it begins in Galilee. I mean, it begins where God's people are, with this tiny little country in the world. And at the time, the first century... Israel or Palestine was on, the, was on the eastern edge of the Roman Empire. From the center of the world, which was Rome at that time, the gospel began at the far edge in this tiny little town with a tiny little child in Bethlehem. So God is used to beginning small. And this morning we hear, his, his, again, he speaks through a parable. Jesus speaks through a parable and he says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Like a mustard seed, the seed that is the smallest of seeds that you put in the ground. It's this tiny little seed. Tracy talked about it with the kids this morning as a dot on a piece of paper. I've seen other people hold it, like in a picture, it looks like a ground of coffee. This tiny little seed. It was known as the smallest of seeds. It was known for how small it was. And it's funny, it's interesting to me, is that Jesus, what he doesn't say here, He doesn't say the kingdom of God is like a cedar tree and its seed that's planted in the ground and becomes the greatest and largest of all trees. No, his focus is on the smallness of the mustard seed. It's true, the kingdom of God will be great, and we know that, but also that it begins small. This is his point this morning, is that the kingdom begins small. And I think about our own lives, how the kingdom of God is at work in us even in small ways. I wonder where the small seeds of the kingdom are at in your life. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe you're struggling to stay together. And yet there's this small seed of the gospel, the small seed of the kingdom of God that is still there, it still as a seed of hope. Or maybe it's your children. They aren't following God right now. You've been praying for them for a long time. 
And if there's still this seed of the kingdom, this tiniest, even the tiniest seed, there's still hope. These are hope seeds. Maybe it's your health. Maybe the things that are going wrong and, they, and you continue to get worse and worse. And yet still, there's this seed. The seed of the kingdom of God. There is hope in this. Or maybe it's our community. You look at our community. And like last week we talked about it, 3% of people here have new life in Christ. 3% of people here are Christian. That means for every 100, 97 of our friends don't know Jesus. They don't have him in their life. And we see the ways, like we talk with people, and we, we explain and we talk about our faith and our own stories, and people still think, say thanks, but it's not really for me. So we struggle with this. Yet I'm here to tell you that the kingdom of God, even in small ways, is still at work. This seed of hope is still at work and still growing. Maybe it's your relationship with God. Maybe you're sitting here this morning thinking, relationship with God? I haven't had that in the longest time. For many, many months, many weeks, many years, I've been sitting here and going through the motions. But I tell you, the kingdom of God is like a tiny seed. There is still hope in this. Your relationship with God can still grow. These are seeds of hope. These are hopeful seeds. But you see, the thing is, we look at these tiny seeds from a human perspective, and we think, I mean, what good can it do? I mean, it's not even the size of a ground of coffee. It's tiny. I mean, if you, if you dropped it in the dirt, you'd never find it again. And we begin to overlook it. On a human level, we begin to overlook it or take it for granted. But in God's economy, the way God does things, these tiny seeds, they grow into great trees, the largest plants of the garden. Tiny is okay in God's economy. Actually, God often prefers the small over the great and grand. He prefers the small and he grows it. So take heart when you look at something and you think, God, oh, it's tiny. My hope here is tiny. Take heart because God works with that. Time and time again, we see throughout Scripture that God works with the tiniest of things and he brings hope in them and he grows them. He grows the kingdom in them. This morning we hear that the kingdom starts small. It begins tiny like a mustard seed. But God is used to this. This is one of the ways, one of the most common ways that God works. But I also want to encourage us that the seed or the kingdom of God is growing among us. Growing here now. Growing in its size. Growing from a tiny seed to a large plant. But also spreading as the plants themselves begin to grow and proliferate. See, we think about this, the kingdom of God. Imagine this just for, or realize this for a moment. Began with a child in Bethlehem. The son of God, true, but still came as a child in this tiny place called Bethlehem. On the eastern edge of the Roman Empire. And throughout his life, throughout his ministry, through his cross, his resurrection, this movement, this faith movement grew. Grew from Jerusalem to Judea, Samaria, to the church that was planted in Damascus and then was planted throughout the Roman Empire to 300 and some years later when the Roman Empire adopts Christianity, adopts this faith as the official faith of the whole world, of the whole Roman world. How this gospel has grown from that one child, from that one saving child to this world religion that today now there are over 2 billion Christians in the world. Can you believe that? 
around the world. This is still the largest faith movement around the world. Two billion brothers and sisters we have throughout the world. I mean, think about this. A few years, I mean, 50 or 60 years ago, when China went through all of its social turmoil, there were hardly any Christians there. There was hardly any belief in anything there. And now, there are estimated over 100 million Christians in China. 100 million. That means for every Canadian, there are three Christians in China. Three times the amount of people in Canada, there are that many Christians in China. The gospel is growing. This is a great example of how we don't see it and how it started off small just 60 years ago and is growing. The kingdom of God is growing. But it's also spreading. And, you know, it's interesting as why Jesus used a mustard seed. And I think the main reason is because how small the seed is. But I also wonder if Jesus was talking about mustard or mustard plants because of the way they grow. Now, this is just my guess, but I, I'm wondering about this. Because as I was reading, I, I realized that, that in, the old, in the ancient time, the mustard seeds are often looked sort of like a weed because of how, how much they grew, how quickly they spread. They'd often take over a garden. But if you planted a mustard seed, it would just keep going and it would grow over everything. But I wonder if Jesus is also talking about mustard seeds because of the way the kingdom grows. Not only does it start small and grow big, but it also grows outward. It also keeps expanding. It keeps growing. We begin to wonder how this fits here in Balfour. How does this model of the kingdom fit here? Those years ago, when many of you started gathering at the seniors' hall to worship God, this tiny group came here and planted a church in Balfour. And now look, look at this church building. Look at this church, these people surrounding it. All these people sitting here. How many hundreds of lives have been affected and changed through this church? I think about just this last year, the, the playground that we were involved in and seeing people from our church and people from our community all out there working. I think about the people who've been baptized here. This tank that has been used as new people have been baptized into life. The kingdom of God is growing here. It's growing. And I want to encourage you in this. But there's still more to do. There's still more. I think of how many of our friends and neighbors live around us who do not have this life yet, who do not know Christ the way that we do, who do not know God's love for us the way that we do. And they still struggle trying to find ways to make it through life, trying to find ways to make life work, trying to find things that bring meaning. There's still work to be done. There's still a lot of our friends and neighbors who need this good news. And it's good for us to be honest about this. But it's also good for us to remain hopeful because God is at work. He's continuing to grow this tiny seed and grow it into this great kingdom, continuing to graft people into His family, to bring children and adopt them into His family. And He's called us to be a part of this. I hope that you're hearing this, that He has called us to be a part of this. He's called us into this great story. This amazing redemption of all of creation. He has called us into this. We, you, have a part in this. A part to play. So go and plant these seeds. Go and proclaim this good news. 
Go and pray for those people. Pray for this church that our mission heart, that our heart for mission would continue to grow as a church. Pray that for our community, that all the barriers that people have, you know, I don't like church, I don't like all the institution, or I don't like all the stuff that goes on there, or I'm just happy to do my own thing, that all these barriers would be broken down, that God would break them down and continue to work in their lives, that they would find this new life in Christ. Continue praying. Praying specifically for your friends, the people that you know, the people that you work with, that they too would hear this good news, that you'd get a chance to tell them about Christ, a chance to tell them your own story of how God has changed you, that you could tell them about these things. And then be courageous and tell them. Tell them your story. Tell them how you used to live before you really followed Jesus, before you realized who he was. And then tell them when you realize that he wasn't just some Savior. He was the Savior. He was God's Son. And how your life was different from that. It was never the same after that. Everything changed when you realize that and believe that with your whole heart. Tell people your stories. Be courageous. They will listen to you. People want to know, how does this really matter? And if you can tell them in your own life, it will change things. And then when they ask you, well, okay, that's good for you, but... I don't understand this whole Jesus thing, then be ready to explain the gospel to them. You don't have to use a bunch of fancy words and theological degrees. Just be ready to explain the gospel, that God loves this world. God loves each person in it. And that he sent his son. He sent his son to teach us how to live and then ultimately to sacrifice everything and die on a cross that we might have life. And then he rose again that we could have life eternal with God. Be ready to tell people this amazing news, that God loves them. The kingdom is growing. The kingdom is growing and spreading. Be ready to share this good news. And I tell you, one day, one day this kingdom will be great. Already we see and we hear rumors of it. We hear prophecies of it, that this kingdom will be great. This kingdom will be the largest of all plants in the garden. It starts off as a small seed, but it grows to be the largest of everything in the garden. That one day this kingdom will encompass every nation. Every person in all of creation will be included in this kingdom. One day we won't have to wonder or worry about seeds. We will see it in front of us. Everyone will see it in front of them. Jesus said this this seed will grow, and it will grow into a tree. It will grow into a bush that is large enough. The branches are so many and so large that the birds of the heavens could come and take an, or find their rest in it or build a nest in it. Build their home and live in this kingdom. Now, I don't know if you've heard it when you listen to the scriptures being read this morning, but this referring, this Jesus talking about birds of the air and nests, I hear Ezekiel 17 in that. I hear the, prof, the prophetic words of Ezekiel. When he says, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of a cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender sprig from the topmost shoots and I will plant it. And I will plant it in a high and lofty mountain. On the, on the mountain heights of Israel, I will plant this seed. Or sorry, I'll plant this shoot. And it will produce branches. It's going to produce branches and bear fruit. And it will be a splendid cedar. And all the, and the birds of every kind, which is, a, which is a Jewish way of saying people from every nation will gather and, be, and find refuge in this tree. They will build their nests in it. 
They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. And the trees of the field, they will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and that I make the low tree tall. That I dry up the green tree and make make the dry tree flourish. I have spoken it and I will do it, says the Lord. I hear God speaking of this kingdom that it will be great and it will include all people. That will bring all people in. That this kingdom is coming and it's going to change everything. That one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One day this will be reality. And all the nations, they will gather in the holy city of God. The nations will walk by its light. And the kings of the earth, they will bring their splendor into it. And the tree of life will produce its fruit. And the leaves of that tree will heal the nations. This is the picture of what the kingdom of God will be like. How it will include the nations. How God desires to bring all people into this kingdom, into this new life. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom of God is coming and it will one day be amazing. And it is so much more than just our own personal salvation. As good as it is, as good as it is that we have this relationship with Jesus, that He has changed our lives and made us into new people, it will be more than that even. It will be a new world reality. A reality for all of creation. It will be the presence of God's peace, the presence, the fullness of His shalom. This idea is the more than the absence of violence and aggression, greed and abuse of people, the absence of those things, but also the presence of God's prosperity. The presence of amazing joy and contentment in what God has done and who He is in His presence. Right relationships with each other. No longer any tension or strife between people, but everyone relating well together, everyone loving each other and caring for each other, and ultimately living in God's presence, dwelling with God. Humans, people living with the living God. This is, the, this is the idea, or the idea of shalom, the presence of God's kingdom. One day, this is what the kingdom will be like. One day, it, is, it has started off as a small seed, but one day it will be this amazing presence of God. These last few weeks, we have been working through these parables of Jesus, trying to pursue and, and understand the kingdom of God, chasing after an understanding of what this kingdom is like, how amazing this kingdom is. You know, it's interesting, as Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, what interests me is he doesn't give dissertations about it. He doesn't write papers about it. The kingdom of God is not a long list of do's and don'ts. He speaks about the kingdom of God in the power of parables. That the kingdom of God is like a seed planted in the soil. A seed that's planted there quietly and begins to grow, and you may not even know it. You may not, you may completely overlook it. It's, it grows inconspicuously, but it is growing until one day there is a harvest and everybody springs into action. The kingdom of God is like a farmer who sows seeds, who throws them wherever he, wherever he will with reckless abandon, continuing to throw out this good news. Some of the seeds land on, on hard pavement. Some of them land on rocks. Some of them land in thistle bushes, but he still throws a seed out. Sometimes the gospel goes out to people who have hard hearts and who are hard-headed and they don't hear it. 
Sometimes it goes among people who are rocky and that they don't have place for roots. Their lives are too shallow. And maybe they get excited for a moment, but then they're quickly gone. Or the seed goes out or this gospel goes out to people who are who, like thistles. Their lives are choked out by all the things, all these desires and all these worries that they have and money and stuff. But for all this, God still throws the seeds out. He still lets the seeds fly. He still lets them fly with wild abandon, even over these rough places, so that the seeds that land on the good ground, they will produce fruit. And not just any fruit, but 30 and 60 and 100 times this miraculous crop from the one seed. Let the seeds fly. I hear Jesus speaking to us, and it's let the seeds fly. Proclaim this good news. Don't worry about the type of soil. Don't try to evaluate if this person will get it or not, or maybe I should spend my time with them because they're, they're hard soil. Just let the seeds fly. And Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's the tiniest of seeds that you put in the ground. And yet when you put it in the ground, it rises up and it produces branches, produces fruit. The branches are so many that the trees are the birds of the air. The birds literally of the heavens can find a place to live. Shelter. The people of all the nations will find their place in this kingdom. This is the amazing news. This is the amazing gospel that he has sent us to proclaim. Go out and proclaim this good news. Tell your friends this good news. That the kingdom of God has come. That the time is right now. The kingdom of God is near. It's right at the door. Proclaim this good news and help your friends to to know this. That all the things that they've done, all the things they have that separate them from God, all their, all their greed, all their anger, all their violence, all their selfishness, all these things that separate them from God don't need to separate them anymore. They can turn from those things and turn back towards God. Repent, repent and believe into this amazing news. Go and proclaim this gospel. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your neighbors your co-workers, the people that you live, tell them this amazing news that God loves them. That God loves this world so much. He loves the people so much that He gave His only Son, His beloved Son, the Son that He delights in. He gave up this Son. That He would die and that all who believe in Him, all who trust their lives to Him, who follow Him with all of their heart, they would never die. But they would have life, life in its fullest sense. Life that goes on forever and ever. Life eternal. This is the amazing news that God has spoken. This is the amazing news of the kingdom of God. Amen.